Yesterday, a motion in Ottawa at the House of Commons to declare the residential school system genocide actually had unanimous support. Here to talk about that is uh, Indigenous activist, lawyer and professor Pamela Palmiter, also a frequent contributor here on News Talk 1010. Nice to have you, Pamela. Good morning. Can we quickly revisit something that you said yesterday that all of us were kind of looking at each other saying, I've never even heard of that. Uh, but you were on one of the roundtables yesterday and you we were talking about this, effectively it's clause in the Indian Act that predicts that after a certain number of generations, we're not going to have Indigenous people anymore. How does that work? Well, it's related specifically to Indians under the Indian Act. We now refer to them as First Nations, but the legislation still says Indians. So since 1876, for well over 150 years, the federal government has had one objective under its so-called Indian policy, and that's to get rid of the, quote, Indian problem. They only had two methods of doing that, elimination or assimilation. So under the Indian Act, there is a disappearing Indian formula where after two generations of marrying out, so they say it means marrying someone who isn't registered as an Indian, you're no longer registered as an Indian. And because of the removal of our nations and the breaking up of our nations in the tiny little reserves spread out remotely and by urban areas, we obviously have a high rate of out marriage, which is marrying non-Indian people. And that shouldn't be a bad thing. But it means that because of the disappearing Indian formula, there is a legislative extinction date for every First Nation in this country, unless we continue to win all of our court cases against Canada, and we have so far, to end the both sexist and racist legislation. Okay, but that's also about sort of a federally created status. I mean, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to stop no. being Indigenous. No, but here's what does happen. There's very legal significance. So one, it's it's both a political and legal status because we are grounded in the Constitution Act 1867. Uh, Indians and lands reserved for Indians are protected. We're in the Constitution Act 1982 in Section 35, where Indians have Aboriginal and treaty rights and so forth. And also... If there is no more Indians in a First Nation, for example, also known as an Indian band, um, that means there is no more Indian band. What happens when there's no more Indian band, but the people are still there? Well, legally, all of the lands, rights and property is sheet, which means revert back to one of the crowns most likely the provincial crown. So our homes in an instant would no longer be ours. They'd belong to the province. We'd have none of our treaty rights, none of our monies and trust, none of that. And that's the whole purpose of the Indian Act. So, I mean, obviously that's racist. That's called forced assimilation. It's uh, prohibited under the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples and a whole bunch of other kinds of human rights laws, both domestically and internationally. Okay, listen, I want to talk also about this motion in the Commons yesterday. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you were listening, Deb Hutton and I were talking about it, and I guess it's easy for two non-Indigenous people to uh, have this kind of an opinion. I want to hear from you. Um, I, I understood the use in the Truth and Reconciliation Report of the term uh, cultural genocide, but I want you to make the case for why residential schools were genuinely 
um, um, genocide. Because when we think of genocide, we think of the Holocaust. We think of Hoodoo's murdering Tutsis. We think of what happened in the former Yugoslavia. Um, and in, in, you know, yes, I think it's 4,600 kids died in the system, but the system wasn't designed necessarily to kill them. Yeah, so that's a really great question. I'm glad I get a chance to address it because that's a common misunderstanding amongst most Canadians, in fact, because they don't do genocide studies or they don't study genocide law. But under the UN Convention for the Prevention and uh, Punishment of the Crime of Genocide, genocide can be committed by a state in one of five ways. You can physically uh, hurt someone or kill them. That's part of a particular group. You can uh, create the conditions of life such that their group will be destroyed over time, like uh, enforced poverty, for example. You can create severe physical and mental harm to part of the group in an intention to destroy. You can mass transfer their kids from that group to the, the other people, or you can prevent births. It has been found over and over again, like set aside the TRC for a minute in the National Inquiry into Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women and Girls, Canada has been guilty of all five. To commit genocide, you need only be guilty of one. The other thing about genocide law is there's no number. It's not about whether you killed a thousand people, 10,000 people, or a million people. And there's no time period. You don't have to do it within a year or within six months. And the other thing about genocide is there must be an intention to destroy the group, which can be killing. But there's four other ways in which that happens, and it doesn't have to be killing. And so Canada has been shown to have the requisite intent. If you look at all of the historical records, it says um, if kids are dying in residential schools, that's fine. We're not going to change anything because the objective of this is the final solution of the Indian problem. And where have we heard the final solution before? So all throughout Canada's documents, it's get rid of the Indian problem, final solution, eliminate them, remove them. And that's all based on early Indian policy which had various options to actually kill them, which they did with scalping bounties, for example. My nation was almost decimated by scalping bounties. Canadian, you know, settlers paid to murder us off. So there's lots and lots of incidences. Unfortunately, most people don't read the National Inquiry. And just as a, a fact, even though the TRC called it cultural genocide, there's no adjective to genocide. If it's genocide, it's genocide. There's no specific kind of genocide. Okay. Pamela, thank you very much. You're welcome.